Welcome back to brand new episode of Full Metal RPG. I'm your host, Brendan Kerrion. Today I'm joined by the prodigal son himself, Ben Bailey. What is up, everybody? Happy what, to be back. What's up with you, Bish? Where you been? Uh, you know, um... All right, that's enough. <laughs> We're here with Adam. What up, Adam? Uh, not much. I still can't hear anyone refer to anyone as a prodigal son without thinking of House of Pain. Huh? And really? What? Yeah, that the lyrics from the House of Pain. Why don't, why don't you sing it for me? Because I don't well really remember. Done. Are we talking about the rap? Yeah, the, the rap, rap group. The rap group. The, they were just those, in town, the like Irish what, like rappers a from couple weeks ago, back in the day. The Irish rappers. Yeah, Irish. And Irish. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's like everyone sure. in America. Everyone's and, Irish on and, St. Patrick's Day. And State. Ben, you you were you're following their tour schedule. You were like, oh, I almost went to well, the House of Pain between, gig. It's one of my it's one of my two loves. That and and like we were talking about earlier, uh, Klopp. Hey man, oh Everlast God. forever, all right? I got the tattoo Everlast. on my bicep and <laughs> Oh my Christ. Dude had cancer, he had okay? That, he had that he had that one song. He he almost died. Can I get a can I get a what's up for Limp Biscuit? Um I, I you I did you just pronounce it with an S? Isn't it isn't it with a Z? It's Bizkit, yeah, with a Z. Hey, it's... hey. Can I get a what's up for Limp Biscuit? No. No, you may not. <laughs> oh, it's just one of those days, Adam. It's one of those days. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Going a little. So we're all right. So we're gonna talk about role playing games. Apparently, when we when we pull our shit together here, um, as as we do on on Full Metal RPG. So uh, today's episode, we got a couple things coming down the pike. Uh, first, first we're gonna have a little pop in from our our buddy and uh. Crit hit founder Jim Miller. He's gonna he's gonna stop by. He's gonna have, solid dude. He's gonna have some words for us. And um, after that, we're gonna do a couple reviews uh, from from material that has been written by listeners. So uh, and and put up on on the sites that you can download them. So you can you can you can download these from Drive Through and from uh, DMs Guild. Cool. And so that so that's RPG now or is that. Is that just another rebranding of drive-through? You know, to be totally honest, I think it's all drive-through because okay, because it, it looks the exact to same. To download to download the D and D module off of DMs Guild, I just used it looked exactly the same as drive-through, so I just used my drive-through password. Right, and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, "Hey, sweet <laughs> figures, <laughs> that's nice." Um, so I guess before we get to all those, you know, fun events, who's been gaming? What what you guys been up to? Uh, playing some Vampire again. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. We uh we played Vampire s- Saturday. That went off, and I was very happy about that because, um, on the most recent Shadow Sworn, I was belly aching about attendance to this game. Yeah, and a little bit. So uh, yeah, little a little bit. bit. Yeah, a little bit. I was getting a little salty about that, and so they we're back threatening at to, threatening to cut some throats. Yeah, well, as I recall, dude, you got sometimes you gotta get a little worked up. The paradox is good. killing me. Yeah, yeah, ain't gonna be the only thing killing you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we just talking about that? Any, Any hoosies. Um, 
So yeah, been playing some vampire. What are we talking about? Been playing some vampire. Uh, we had old school homie Ben Heilig been joining us again. Yeah, man, it was good to see that guy. Yeah. I haven't seen him in quite a while. Oh, he just like random style showed up. Or no, I invited him to come play. Oh, cool, nice. <laughs> I invited him to come join the game. Oh, that's good. So I he's seen so, that guy forever. So he came out and he oh, cool. he, he made a character and uh, um I was kind of com- I was kind of complaining to Ben this morning at work because we played for about three hours and I think in game. Like about forty minutes passed. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, geez, like you know when you show up to play D and D and it's and it's like, okay, well we, we 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 stopped the session last time right as we were walking into this temple and we know that there's a big demon in there and so the top of the session is roll initiative, fight the demon. And you play for five hours, and you have to like mark the map as to where everybody is, and go home. And you're right. still in media race with the goddamn fucking like the demon, demon, because yeah, you haven't defeated it. Yeah, it's just like shit, man. I because I, I was all I was all jazzed on Sunday. I was like, yeah, we got a lot done. And then I was like, I was like driving around because it was Mother's Day. I had to drive to my mom's house. And I was like, we didn't do shit. We didn't do fucking anything. We didn't get anything done. It was like, it was seriously, it was like, it was three hours of playing people standing around by a well in a in a decrepit medieval town, like, trying to figure out who was going to go where. That's vampire, though. Ugh. A lot of vampires sitting around discussing things. You wear, you know, you got your yeah. capes on, and you're, oh, what are we going to yeah. do about Prince whatever? Yeah. So I was a little bit bummed, but uh, you know, there's always the next one. It's a pain when you have um, new, you bring in a new player, and then they split the party. Like uh, one of the one, of, uh, Chris wanted to split the party, and so oh, okay, I was gonna I say, was did kinda... Island come in and split the party? No, right away? Uh, no. Usually he's very he's very unified. No, well, I mean, because he was a new player, so you, there's the typical vampire paranoia where it's like you've got to slowly integrate them in, and it's always this kind of thing where they're feeling each other out. Right. So that was one division, but then then our our friend Chris, he was like, no, I want I'm gonna go into this inn where there's some other vampires that we need to talk to, but. I only want two other people to go with me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it's like there's four people in the party at that right. point, plus some NPCs. So what's everybody else supposed to do? Yeah. And so, so essentially Ben here gets, he's like, stand outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Oh, fair enough. He didn't um, take Heiligan with him, right? They, they hadn't really met Heilig yet. Okay. No, I took the opportunity to meet Heiligan at that point. That dude loves to betray everyone. Oh, good. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, he that's, he is he's he's good at that. That's, that's that's what his characters usually do. That's my favorite thing about vampires when things start getting real, yeah. real. So when things start getting really real, you know, people start selling each other down the river, and you know, feelings get hurt. So that's a good time. That's what vampires about. Kind of is, yeah. It's hurt like, feelings. It ain't, yep. a, it ain't about it. Ain't about a bunch of eternal chums. It's not called eternal chums. Super friends forever. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So that, that's that's basically what I've been doing as well in terms of um in terms of actual gaming is just vampire. I, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Some of my purchasing has distracted me a little bit. Where I, I there's like another game I'm kind of like lusting after, but I've really made the um, decision to double down on vampire because if I'm gonna get all upset that people aren't coming to the game, then I need to. I need to I need to put in the work and make it a good game. So I'm trying real hard and making the game good. Doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of thinking about it. I think it's I I still think it's a good game and I don't want to quit it or anything. So I agree. Um, what 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 are you playing, Adam? 
Shadow War. <laughs> Shadow War. Teaching my kids how to play Warhammer. Um, trying to keep them on on a on a good track, uh, towards nerddom and and just general uh, prolonged virginity, I guess. Um, <laughs> so aiming for that. Well, sounds like you you got well in hand. Yeah, I got it well in hand. I, I don't know about that though. Like I found out this week, like my son, he's ten. Uh, he he kissed a girl at school so i feel like i failed as a nerd father yeah um because i was like dude he's 10 like and i gotta start thinking about having the talk with him so um yeah i don't know like i, I introduced him to dungeons and dragons and warhammer and stuff thinking i would cur- yeah. curb that shit the old like chuck klosterman like uh uh chastity belt of of dmg and an iron maiden album just doesn't seem to be working in yeah, this case it's, it's not <laughs> happening for me and i don't Fuck. know what to do i uh, i'm kind of like adrift i feel we like live in I'm, a I'm lost weird world sea. man it's a whole new weird world Yeah, like stranger things is popular and i don't know what's going on anymore all yeah. i know is i'm thinking around like there were when i was coming up into the gaming world when you talk about warhammer and stuff and everyone thought you were a weirdo and it's weird because i talk to people my own age because i post a bunch of shadow war stuff to my instagram and people are like what the why are you posting all this dumb Warhammer junk. What even is Warhammer? Why is this? Why am I seeing pictures of this in my feed? I'm like, well, just don't follow me. Yeah. Like, so, I, like, what are you seeing pictures of on their feed? Like food, right? Like quilting like, and like shit, like coffee. And you know, and it's like <laughs> I'm getting questions about it, and I'm <laughs> just like, why? You know, and I'm still getting beat up about it. But then my my kid's doing all right, and I'm going, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah, about? he's not really in in. Yeah. He, you know, mm. he's he, not he's, he's not in. Yeah, he's, but he's talking about building you know an Eldar Shadow War army, and he like called me earlier today excited because he found a bunch of guardians. He's like, Dad, when are we gonna put these guardians together and get this going? I found them. He's like, you didn't even need to order these He's guys. He's still like, young enough, though. Yeah. He could escape the trajectory. He the, can. The, 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 the sucking void of the gaming black hole <laughs> hasn't like started... The like, gravitas that I am exerting against him to try and drag him into the ruin of my life. Yeah, I mean, he could theoretically escape it, but father's got a lot of influence over the kid. I've so. seen your kid. He dresses pretty cool. He does. He's he's way cooler than I am, which is kind of <laughs> it's kind of bad. I'm just like, how are you more hip and stylish than I am? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know what's happening anymore. So I've lost yeah. control of my life. Yeah. Uh, and clearly... Mm-hmm. Things are are spiraling into a, a dark dimension. So that's what I got going so on. So that's that's well, that yeah. sounds like a great game. Yep. And then <laughs> I got a I ordered um, uh, Recon, which was a game from when the I first started Recon? playing. Oh, is Recon. that the Palladium game? That's the Palladium game. Is that the Palladium game? It's, it's a Palladium game about? that does not use the Palladium system. Is this is the the the, it's Nam the jungle. Game? It's the jungle Nom game. Yeah, oh, the jungle shit, warfare huh. game. Yeah. You went out and got it. Huh? Yeah, I went out and got it. So. Oh, that is really cool, yeah, man. So I'm looking forward to digging into that one because it's, as I understand, they integrated a lot of the um, the expanded material into the deluxe edition. What, so when did you order that? Uh, two days ago. Should and when are you expecting it? Uh, sometime soon. This week, I think. Man, um, I have been on sort of a nostalgia game game bender myself. Like, I just picked up like a whole fucking pile of Talos Lanta books. Right. Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah, they're good they're books. So well, good. I started with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle books from Palladium. Yeah, like, that was this about is a year what ago, got me huh? into. This is what I cut my teeth on. And I, at the same time I started playing that was when I also started playing Recon. And Recon was the game I remember where it was just like roll up a whole bunch of characters because you're going to go through them right and left. Um, Recon is, is 
to me, one of those games that captures the ethos of OSR. Yeah. Where it's just incredibly deadly. Like, there are guns in there where it's just, you just roll area of effect and everything that's in that area of effect dies. <laughs> you just fucking die. You just died. Oh, hey, I'm going to call in uh, artillery. All right. Figure out where it lands and then figure out what the area of effect is and everything that's in there is dead. Are you going to run it? I might. Cool. Cool. I really want to run Talos Lanta. I just don't know when I'm going to find the time. Um, but Did you ever own Talos Lanta before? When I was a kid, I owned it. And, um, it's you run kind, it at a crit? It's kind of funny. I, uh, I bought it for my brother for his birthday as a like as a little kid kind of selfishly trying to get him into role playing as you do you yeah. buy pre- presents for your brother that secretly stuff you want no you don't well, want Well no I see, see I had no interest in Tal's Lanta but whenever I would try to get my brother involved in it the only one he, he he really liked the cover. It has this like giant muscly guy with right like, with, like tattoos rainbow tattoos on him. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It looks like a Skittles bag threw yeah. up on him. <laughs> he 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 was really this this picture really uh, took him somewhere. So I got him this game for his birthday, and then we would spend we would spend a lot of time because on the inside uh, they have all the classes written out. But the uh, a class in Talislanta takes something like I don't know two a two by two square inch like uh, uh, amount of space to write out. It's 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 a paragraph essentially, and then there were these little drawings of them all uh, all together right in the in these in these kind of splash pages right and and, and that's and, common for the genre though I mean even like revised edition of Vampire had that where it was a splash of all the different clans together well it wasn't oh, look, here's all the clans like all together though anyway yeah. it, 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 the revised it, there were it was really it was really cool how they were all in these little rows and it would say it would have written underneath them what what class they were and he and I would spend all this time like leafing through, looking at the different guys, and then coming up with stories about like who they were and what they were doing. We never read the fucking book. Right. We just came up with our own shit. That's what kinda, role-playing kinda, is. Kind of like how your kids are doing that now with, with Shadow War figures. You right, know, where, where they get super invested in one figure. I mean, here's the thing about games, right, is that they have these mechanics that will appeal to the sort of like more sophisticated mind of the adult and allow you a vector with which you can re-enter the world of imagination that you left behind when you're a child. So children actually don't need all this shit. Right. They don't need all the dice, and they don't need, like, the stats and all that crap. They just make all that shit up on their own. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what Blair and I did with uh, with Talos Lanta. We were always like, oh, yeah, look at this lizard guy. I bet he lives up in a mountain, you know? So I've kind of come back to it just because I was, like, feeling, I was feeling fantasy but I didn't want to. I, I was like kind of over D and D, and I was kind of like a little bit well worn with uh, Lamentations. So I I bought a bunch of Talislanta books. They're really cheap online. The art's great. The writing is very simple. It's like it's it's very OSR in the sense that like it kind of just throws out three or four sentences about each thing, and then lets you do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's a great game. I'm really stoked about that. I also <laughs> I also started picking up some Nightbane books. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know where that came from. Ooh. Just started picking up Nightbane books. And then uh I have a copy of uh Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay first edition hardcover coming in the mail. Nice. And nice. For and some for some reason I am like weirdly stoked about that even though the first edition of that game I don't it I have great memories of the second edition. I loved running that for you mm. guys. But the first edition, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm like, why? As long as it's not the last one? edition. Oh uh, yeah, the third edition. Nobody, nobody wants yeah, that one. Nobody wants that one. Nobody wants Probably that get one. it cheap. Did you pick up anything weird lately, Ben? 
Uh, let's see if I picked anything weird. I, I I've only been supporting Kickstarters really right now. I haven't really been looking for anything old. Yeah. I still look for um, SLA Industries. I, I keep searching for that one, hoping to find a cheap copy of a rulebook that's in good condition. Did you see that the SLA Industries uh, minis game is, is 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 starting to find its way out into the real world? Yeah, because I, I search for for the actual book. Right. I, I end up seeing that ah, kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, but I really have no interest in the minis game. I was more just interested in the old role playing game. Coincidentally, it was the Kickstarter for the minis game that got me interested in the old role playing game. Right. Right. That's why I brought it up. So, but the I minis but, look pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. No, they do. If I if I find it, I'll snap it up. But I haven't found found one yet that was acceptable. Oh right, it's either it's either like one hundred and fifty dollars or it's in horrific condition for like fifty bucks, and I don't really. Dude, on my list is a is an Elric book from the the Chaosium edition where they changed the name from Stormbringer to Elric with the exclamation point. And I'm gonna have to spend like seventy dollars on that. It's fucking soft cover, you know. And it's is that like, the that's the black one, right? That's like the fourth edition, I think. Yeah, I have that one actually. Yeah, you don't want to sell it though. I have a first edition. I can sell the fourth edition. Okay. You don't want to sell it. You don't want to sell it, dude. You want to keep them all. You want to keep it all for the library. Don't. I'm not going <laughs> to let you make a mistake. I'm still trying to find a couple other books for that for that game. I'm still debating selling all of my Black Crusade <laughs> add-on books. <laughs> Jesus. I, uh... Two of them are pretty cheap, but two of them go for a premium. Those the two that are go for a premium. I mean, because there's there's a very small number of books in that mm-hmm. line that go for right. a premium, and when and when they do, that's like right. A it's there's the corn one, and then the it's not it's not Nurgle. The Nurgle one's pretty cheap. The Nurgle one's cheap, and one of the other ones is cheap too. It, maybe it's Slanesh. I think it's Zanich and corn that go che- that go for crazy, crazy. prices. Sick yeah. Jack. There's there's two Elric books that are really expensive too. There's like a Demon's Compendium, I think. And there's something else I forget what it is, but they're very similar. They came out around the same time, uh, I think during second edition run. And those are both like it's hard to find those for under a hundred dollars. Oh, sigh. I think those are the only two this, books I'm missing too. By the way, yeah, this, this, it's like a lot of the Iron Kingdom stuff from the first run, the World Guide, and a couple of the other ones. They still oh, go for like one eighty. Still, stuff. yeah, it's crazy. That's because all they've released is they released a new edition, but it's basically just the. Here's how to play Iron Kingdom. What the of the of, of the new Iron Kingdom game? Uh-huh. They haven't gotten too deep no, into it. There's like it, five books. Oh, are there? All right. Yeah, I, I got all really of them. Checked. I've got everything. So they, they released this thing that had like some adventures in it, and I didn't get that one, but oh. I have everything else. Oh, you've been collecting them? Yeah. Oh, all right. I, I was just going to say that Kickstarter seems like it's kind of crazy these days. A lot of games coming out that we wanted to kind of support and couldn't support them all. Uh, I don't know. Talzlanta. That's how Talzlanta came back into our I, into our consciousness. Was yeah, the Kickstarter. Yeah, recently. I did not back that. Also, I'm kind. I, I, I think well. I figured that that's gonna be a big enough release that will end up in a store, and I'll just buy it in the store. I, I was a Pokemon it. Just catch them all, man. <laughs> I well, I was I was backing Aces and Eights until uh, Unspeakable came out, and then I was like, I'll back Unspeakable for Aces and Eights. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm backing that as well as well as um. Oh, I mean. I haven't been on Kickstarter in a while. Apparently. Just don't go back, okay? okay? Don't go back. It's I, a dark hole that just sucks you in, and it seems I, like it. I was I was Kickstarter clean for a hot second, and like now I'm not anymore, and it does not feel good. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's take a quick break, and then we will uh, come back, and we're going to review some books. Or well, actually, first we're going to yeah. talk to Jim Miller. We're going to talk to Jim Miller. Then we're going to come back. That's what we're going to do. In the future past Jim Miller. The future past Jim Miller. All right, wait. <laughs> It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up Everything is fucked, everybody sucks You don't really know why, but you want to justify Ripping someone's head off, no human contact And if you interact, you're 
Your life is on contract Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker It's just one of those days It's all about the heat And we're back, and a very special guest dropped by to see us. So special. Jim like, Miller. Special, like, like special needs or special education? I, I didn't Por go there. Los dos. Like a, yeah, yeah. I didn't it's, go there. Could, could be both. <laughs> could, it's, um, it's all of the above. Yeah, so Jim Miller from Crit Hit. It's Jim Miller. Oh, my God. He's the latest. Once the again, latest dude. Hot beats. Battling There's, illness to to join us on uh on I'm putting RPG. life and limb for fucking this show. That's right. Show. And so, our health as well. That's right. So yeah, yeah. You're all going to get sick. <laughs> we we appreciate that. When, when I'll send you my bill I, if I, I get licked sick. every mic when you guys were on break. So. Oh, so hot. Um, to what do we to what do we owe the pleasure, uh, young squire? What do I always come here to talk about? Fucking Crit Hit. I'm like, I'm like constantly shilling my my little silly rpg con thing so as you do that's yeah. you, you gotta i mean is anybody that's if, you, if you, don't make, you don't make a bunch of noise then yeah nobody will know about you know, it no yeah. just quick update like stuff that's happening there because there's a lot of moving parts i haven't been really good about posting every little detail on the kickstarter yet i just kind of wanted to make sure i have things in place first but um but yeah it's coming along really really well um a big chunk of it has been towards um, solving a particular problem that we had last year that I wasn't really happy with the solution with, but um, and we'll get to that in a sec. Okay. But uh, some of the some of the things that are coming along really well, um, you know, we have uh, uh, Sean Patrick Fannin coming out. So he's a guy who helped basically kickstart the well, not I mean literally kickstart, but I mean he actually was the guy who wanted to bring riffs Savage riffs into existence. So mm-hmm. he somehow convinced uh, Kevin Symbiata to let his IP. Oh translate over to savage worlds which i thought was just like that was hell froze over moment for me like when i read that in the news i, I couldn't believe it i thought it was a fake news story like that was like a joke mm-hmm. and then it's you find fake, out no it's, it's fake it's, news it's fake news it's fake news <laughs> sad don't believe it it's so sad it's going to be terrible yeah. it's, it's so terrible but no I, I thought it was it was like a like a jokey thing and then like no like that's that's a real thing they're going to do uh savage worlds riffs which is fucking unbelievable right so um, Have you played it? It's out now, right? No, I haven't. I haven't got my my hands on it yet. So uh, I think it's because I haven't seen it in a shop yet. So I hope is it goes it, together it better shops? than like Monty Cook's World of Darkness. It's yeah. yeah. Well, that was a different game. Yeah, <laughs> that was a different game. But, yeah. So yeah, like you know, is, is this still, the guy they lent that also, their IP to it though? Is is this the guy that did uh, um, the Rogue Trader game? No, well, he worked on on Savageus, but I'm but uh, and he's coming out as well. But uh, what's, Sean, what's his name? Yeah, so you're talking about Ross Watson. So he he did work on on Savage Riffs, but I think the guy who spearheaded the whole thing into existence and really pushed for it was uh, was Sean, and so they're both coming out. So um, that's going to be pretty awesome. So we have three people from uh, Pinnacle Inc. Pinnacle Inc., which is the people that do Savage Worlds. So um, you know we have Sean Patrick Fannin, we have Ross Watson, and then of course we have um, Shane Hensley, who's the guy who actually created that system. Yeah, that's that's quite a lineup you got there. Yeah, yeah so I that's, got a ton out of the industry professional talks last year. They were amazing. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really sad that I missed. Um, that was the one that I missed. Was I, I actually missed Shane Hensley's talk because he apparently he dropped a lot of the stuff that he was doing 
there at that con <laughs> yeah. and I wasn't there to and I, it's my con yeah. and I don't fucking know that this was yeah like, I, I, miss, I missed it fact. too I think I think I showed up uh, uh, as it was wrapping and yeah. he was like putting away like the Torg stuff or something I'm well like, he was seriously? so apparently he was okay so I remember him wearing a Flash Gordon shirt right mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm, I commented on this, I was like cool shirt and he's like oh yeah Cause, like I love pulp sci-fi and pulp anything really right. mm-hmm. and so like in Savage World is kind of like the go-to system so I didn't put two and two together that he might be wearing that for a reason but apparently he said something there last year about he wants to do Flash Gordon. Really? Like a Savage Worlds Flash Gordon. And so it's not until like a couple months ago huh. he started kind of poking at this. Like he's he's working on this thing. But like he dropped that at Crit Hit last year and I didn't I didn't I didn't catch it. And Why Flash like, Gordon fuck. and not like uh like John Carter or something like that? Um, I would imagine just because of the rights issue. Yeah, you know, that's like, kind of yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking too. Oh yeah, Disney like, Disney's probably holding on Disney's, to that, right? Oh Disney's you're right. Because they, they had, probably still I would have thought because yeah, I would have thought that would have gone to open domain at some point. No, 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 no. It's no, past no. the creator's date, yeah. right? We can get into a whole thing about Edward Burroughs. But yeah, Edward Burroughs' estate is like a, it's an estate. Like, yeah, I just, I really. Look, the guy. I, I just really would love to see like a John Carter game. But the closest I'll probably get is Cavaliers of Mars, which is supposed uh, to come Well, out there is, there's Savage Mars. Is there okay? Savage Mars is literally John Carter with really? everything filed off. Yeah, they have oh, the white. I'll have to check that out then. Shit. Yeah, it's really good. I played it. I, I haven't even heard of that, so I have to check that out because I I really like that kind of world and I, I like those books. So oh, it I, seems yeah. like it would be. But fun. I mean, just for context, like the guy who wrote these books, like he has a fucking city that he named, right? So like, there's a city because of him, like Tarzana, California is named after Tarzan, which is because that's where uh, uh, Burroughs right, lived. Burroughs yeah, lived. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that was his town. Like, that was his plot of land, so he called it whatever the fuck you want. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we got all these Savage Worlds so people saying, coming he's out. Got, he's got old people. He's got that old money. He's got the old money, yeah. son. Shit. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's coming along. We got guests coming out. Um, we got... Uh, we got so this year, the the thing is we're expanding a little bit. Um, some of the feedback that we got last year was um, between games, like if you missed a game or a game was full and there wasn't anything that caught your attention, you were just kind of shit out of luck last year and you were just kind of hanging out, right, for like four hours, right, which is crazy. So uh, one of the big feedbacks that we got was like, well, there should be something else to do in case you miss a game. Blackjack and hookers. I tried that. Apparently the hookers thing doesn't go over very well in All the right, state. Well. But, um, You're in the wrong motel then. Exactly. Um, when I go to Vegas, it'll be great to quit hit Vegas. Um, so we're going to do some board games this year. We're going to have a small board game room. Um, we're getting a lot of support from board game companies. Like I was really surprised at some of the stuff we got. In. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, there's kind of sponsoring the event with some product. Oh yeah. I like uh, crazy stuff too. Like nice. fantasy flight was kicking down some stuff. Like they kicked down like a fantasy like, flight. Nice. like a lot of stuff to kick down. They too. do. Yeah. They, and they give us like a big game too. And, Really? And, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the Secret Hitler guys were fucking amazing, <laughs> right? They sent, uh, not only did they send uh, uh, a copy of Secret Hitler, but they sent it in like this nice, like high-end, very classy, polished wood box kind of a thing. As you yeah. do for a game called yeah. Secret Hitler. Yeah, exactly. It was like, this thing looks way classier than it should be, but it's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. And just, we just, tons of games we've got. Like Asmodee sent stuff. Like we just got a lot of support. And um, so it's going to turn out to be kind of cool. And I'm excited about that. Right. Um, I mean, hell, you could fill up a lot of time just playing like Coup and Resistance and stuff too. Yeah, Those are yeah. great games. They're really um, fast to play. So we there's... should try and get Prince's, uh, not Prince's game, but what's the White Wolf one? Oh, the new one? Yeah, the White Wolf one. It's the just oh, that just came out. Yeah, it's not Prince's or, or, Gambit, is it? It's something I don't else. know. We should might, try and get that one too. Might, might be, be Prince's kind of Gambit. It might, might be Prince's be. Gambit. I, I think it was it a might Kickstarter. I think you had to Kickstarter. Yeah, you may have to Kickstarter it. Yeah, fuck anyway. Yeah, the hell with that. 
Yeah, a bunch of other little things like we're going to try and we're going to we're going to attempt we're going to see if we can pull this off doing uh maybe two themed rooms where it's like a very specific theme and mood that gets set in the room. So, I'm still working out the details for that, but as far as I know, I should have two theme rooms hopefully. Um and that's going to go really cool. Uh there may be an 80s lounge kind of a thing like an 80s 90s lounge what's an 80s lounge like an 80s 90s lounge so basically like, like 80s music and like pac-man everywhere yeah and... that's exactly it actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. are oh, we gonna play great. like tiffany's i think we're alone now i'm, on I'm gonna repeat. put together i'm gonna put like a like crazy ridiculous playlist together for right. this get room some, and just get some going. deborah gibson in yeah. there and some tiffany we can get some Debbie it's Gibson. It's Deborah Gibson now. It's, well, no, it's, it's, it's Debbie when she still showed her tits. I know, but tits. it's Deborah now. Yeah, but she showed it, her tits. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's Debbie. It's so Debbie that's a, in my mind. Just so we're clear, it's Debbah. Um, so, so, and that's just going to be like an area to hang out? Yeah, yeah, like a little place to hang out. And um, and I'm moving like all the snacks and stuff that we had last year um, into another room. So that way, um, because everyone who kickstarted basically is like a VIP. So there's going to be like a VIP oh, nice. area for you. Oh. Can we just do like oh, so if you like say anything, yeah. Oh, okay. so there's gonna be answer. like, oh, if, if, if you're a Kickstarter guy, then you gotta come in and you gotta be kind of like, you're hey, a I'm yeah. a little, I'm like a swank dude. That's, That's exactly. Right. It. I'm woke as fuck. And the <laughs> reason for that is, well, you, like, I hope not. <laughs> God. <laughs> the reason for that is because, like, right? Uh, well, didn't everyone kickstart who got onto a crit hit? The answer is no. So last year I ran into a problem. And my problem was um, people didn't hear about the Kickstarter. They didn't know what was going on. Like they couldn't figure out like what this thing was or what Kickstarter is. Cause my still, my you, buddy who's all like, oh, I'll see what's going on that weekend. And I'm like, no, dude, you got to yeah, kickstart yeah. it. If you want to go. Because you, you sold a to. couple tickets I did. outside of Kickstarter. I did. I, I sold remember a, that because you had to get approval from all of the Kickstarter people. And I was like, man, it's your con. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure that I'm not I'm not you know pissing off you know, people. Yeah. That, you certainly don't want to piss off the people who made it possible. Right. But so what it I was did, just one of those things. I was like, I can't imagine the kind of person who'd be like, I am new. No, that's not. Yeah, okay. but there's still, you know, it's like, well, I could have just fucking bought tickets after the fact. Well, fuck that. Yeah. So what I did, so what I did last year was like, I released a limited number of tickets. I jacked up the price, right? Because I figured that's like a fair punishment, right? Like I wanted to sort of, and that's not really nice to do. Really, is like, oh, I'm going to punish you for not kickstarting, so you're going to pay more. But it's that's true. What everybody else does. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you didn't kickstart, you're going to pay more. That's par for the course with that, Kickstarter. That seems as far like as I life, tell. isn't right. that just how capitalism works? I yeah, it is. And uh, and <laughs> I want to do something different. So I didn't want, I didn't want to do that again, right? Go through the whole you know problem of like, well, you can buy tickets after the fact and this and that. But what I did do is I asked all the Kickstarters how they felt about going to a different model where if you're a Kickstarter for Crit Hit, you're basically a VAP at this con. You have first choice of any game that you want. Um you know, for the whole event and everyone else is going to go towards, um, what I've, uh, as far as I can tell, this is going to be the first pay what you want convention. So, um, I basically, everything I do is just a rip off of everybody else's shit. That's all I do. I don't come up with anything original ever. I just rip shit off. That's kind of my MO, right? Well, that's so, Western civilization for exactly. like the last 300 years. Yeah, so pretty I mean, much. That's yeah. Called that's called capitalism. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. Good there. <laughs> um, cause I love America and freedom fries. Um, so it's going to be a pay what you want model. So if you've like bought anything off like humble bundle, then you kind of understand already where I'm coming from, where you can come in and play a game. And if you want to give me like a buck, you can give me a buck and that'll give you like one ticket to one game. Right. And every sort of ticket to a game is, is a tiered thing. So if you want a second ticket, you're going to have to beat a threshold of seven bucks. So you have to give me like seven one, and then you can play a second game. 
And if you want to play a third game, then you got to beat another threshold of another $7, right? So you have to be like 14.01. So it's, it's increments of $7. Um, so that's going to be the basic model for it. So, um, and then if you just, you just want to go all in, then you just come in, you slap down 42 bucks and you get what's called a, um, a silver coin. And the silver coin basically gives you second pick of any game in the con. And your Kickstarters or the Kickstarters all get gold coins. So they get first pick anytime they can walk up to the registration desk, say, I want to play Call of Cthulhu at one. I want to play D&D at four and this game tomorrow at three. And, um, and you're going to get tickets to all those games. That's, you got first run of that. You also, if you're a Kickstarter, get first row seating in uh, the auditorium for any of the events that we're going to have there. Um, your silver, uh, so this year we're going, let me back up a little bit. Last year we had a half hour break between all the games, right? Because it was important for me to everybody to socialize, to actually like interact with each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. And probably right. like use the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and that helps too. That too. Yeah, yeah. And so like one of the, the my proud moments from Crit Hit, and I think I've talked about this before, is like there was a break where we had all the snacks out for everybody and I looked around and there was people just like eating chips and salsa and just talking in the halls and laughing and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that was a good time. And that was like, for me, that was like, this is why I did this was I wanted this moment, right? And it was like that little perfect moment in the con for me. And, um, and so I wanted to keep that, right? Because that's important. And I wanted to expand that out to, um, to an hour instead of a half hour because the, the hotel is not geographically close to too many places you can eat. There's a Denny's right there. I was about to say, dude, that was the big bummer last year is if you were hungry between games, there was just the, not the, much. the on-site eating was not a good yeah. situation. And then trying to get Jack somewhere the and then back. the closest thing. It, and, uh, and it was a little dire. Yeah. A little, then, yeah. Little yeah, you don't want to go to that Jack one. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's station, as I recall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, a, so I wanted to kick that out to an hour to give more time for that, especially for like what you're talking about, like the downstairs eating area. Mm-hmm. So the situation with that is kind of twofold. One is it's a sit-down restaurant. So you're not going to get food and get in and out. It's right. just not made that way. So you need a little bit more time. And then two, um, look, I love good burgers and I don't mind paying a premium for it. Like I have no problems dropping 15 bucks for a burger. But I realize that that's not everybody. Like not everyone is like I'm okay with that because I'm just totally okay with it. I'm a total fucking cheapskate for everything else. But like I will pay 15 bucks for a burger if it's really good. So that seemed a little bit high. So funny enough, I'm actually working uh, with the hotel to hopefully get some uh, like a special menu for crit hit attendees. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's going to be like a slight discount for stuff. I don't know how much yet and I don't know like what's going to be on the menu, but I'm, I'm definitely have been pushing for that in the contract this year. So. Cool. Cool. Great. Um, no, that's good. That's good. Because remember, I tried, there, there was there's like a little there's a little like uh, coffee shop downstairs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it closed at like two or something. And I was like, Are you serious? Yeah. Are gonna get I like had, cute names like Lich Fries and I'll like, see. Uh, yeah. Asmodeus Burgers. I'm gonna stuff. see what they're gonna do, and then I'll probably put up like a poll, like give me some names for this shit so we can print it out. <laughs> probably be like Asmodeus Wings or something. Oh, no. be like Asmodeus <laughs> Wings. I don't know because he's like a demon. I don't. Know. Oh, all right. <laughs> Just, I'm just spitballing here, man. I'm going off the top of my head. So yeah, so the pay what you want thing. That's long gonna... box black rum. How, black how is rum. how is how is this pay what you want and not just seven dollars a game? Um, because you get to pick. For what one if game, you want to pay for nothing? one game, you can pay what isn't, you want. Isn't pay what you want nothing? If you want to do nothing, you'll get a ticket. Yeah, sure, you'll get mm-hmm. one, and that's it. And if you want to get a second one, you got to beat the threshold of seven bucks. Seven bucks. Okay. Can we just make them pay with humiliation? That would be even better. We I could just like spit on them or something. 
Yeah, it's like like ten minutes before the game, you go and you. <laughs> that, just... that sounds real welcoming, <laughs> yeah. dude. That sounds like a real welcoming con. I really like I really like Adam's idea of like growing the gamer community through humiliation. And... Everyone knows gamers are welcoming people that don't judge anybody. Right. Oh, or... yeah. <laughs> until you come in and you don't pay. And then I thought we were trying to to buck the trend here. Yeah. So um, no, that's that's why it's different. It's it's really just you get to to sort of choose and 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 uh, what I'm doing with that is is half the money that that I'm raising for this. I'm going to go ahead and, and we're going to donate it oh, to a charity nice. this year. Um, the other half, um, I'm actually going to just kind of put into a fund um, for Camp Crit Hit, which I'm trying to get off the ground, which is going to be like a weekend camping in cabins and gaming and nature walks and shit like that like that's the the one that you're going to move to the to the summer next summer right no i'm thinking about doing it this summer so it might be this oh, this summer yeah. oh wow yeah so it'll be gonna... out of the valley right Cause... yeah no yeah i'm, I'm looking okay. at no no, no if we try to camp in the valley in no, the summer it's going to become camp um bury <laughs> yeah, the corpses yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no it's, it's going to be, be a lot of dead bodies camp dehydration <laughs> yeah. lawsuit yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So no, I wanted I want to do something up where it's cooler and it's not fucking like a right. hundred. Like, so it's be camp nice. Lyme disease. Though. Yeah, pretty much. Right, yeah, that'll yeah, work. Yeah. Um, I had I had some sort of salient question and then camp Lyme disease derailed me and I've got I I, I that's what yeah. I'm best at. Oh oh, do you know what what, what charity is going to be yet? No, um, because I haven't stopped and like examined if I want to go with a different charity than we've already done. So back in December when we had um, uh, sleigh bells. Crit Hit Sleigh Bells, which was our, our fundraiser kind of thing. Uh, we had two charities that we we were gathering goods and money for. And uh, one of them was the Mana House, which is basically like a transitional home for veterans, which is important to me because I'm a vet. Um, and then the other one was uh, Sojourn, Sojourner Center, I believe is what it's called. And that's basically uh, like a, another transitional place for victims of domestic violence. And uh, we raised so much goods for that. Like I have pictures of it. I need to post it on the website. But there were so many things that we raised for that. And it was such a great like organization. Like I went in there and I saw like what they were doing. And I was like, man, this is really cool. So like if you're a victim of domestic violence, you go to this shelter, right? The shelter on the outside is intimidating as fuck. Like it looks like like a prison. Like you're not getting into this place. Like it's totally secure. And I thought that was weird. But uh, but my fiance was like, well, yeah, if you're like there's crazy people trying to physically hurt you. So yeah. you want to be inside of something like that, that you can't get in. And yeah. I, I thought usually those, the, the sites for those things were secret. This one's not. And cause good luck getting in there. Like it's it, locked. It's down. not going to stay secret for long. Yeah. Like mm. it, it's, it's fairly obvious where they are. If you've ever been past one, it's yeah. And so we, we raise goods for them. Right. So like, uh, you know, clothes and toys and, and hygiene products and stuff like that. So, um, so there, when I went in there and I saw what they do, like, so if you're like a victim and you're trying to get away from this person beating on you or abusing you, um, you know, they'll give you a place to AKA stay. high school. Yeah, exactly. They, um, they give you a place to stay and then they give you like a voucher and they have almost like a, like a Goodwill shop of all the stuff that they collect and you go through and you can kind of put your life back together. Yeah, that's nice. And so that was really cool. So I'm, I'm really strong, like I'm heavily leaning back towards that, that, um, that organization to donate uh, the money to. Um, but at the same time, like that's just one, like those are just two local charities in, in town. And my, my criteria last year or for sleigh bells was it had to be a local based charity. Like I want something that's based in Arizona. It's for us. It's, it's the local gamer community helping neighbors basically. Right. So I'm really leaning towards going back to the well on the same ones that I know. But at the same time, I'm like, well, there might be other ones that I don't know that are doing just as good work that, you know, could use the little bit of money that we're going to raise. Right. So, 
I'm still deciding on that part. Right on, right on. That's good. We could always donate to the wall too. So, um, what else is going on with <laughs> Crayhead? Uh, let's see. We're not building a wall. Um, what else? What else? Oh, uh, fuck. Where was I? Um, last year. So with with scaling everything back to like an hour break between um between games. Um, we're losing one time slot basically that last okay. year wasn't filled very much like that 11 to three just wasn't, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> just wasn't yeah. happening for a lot of people. Yeah, Sunday dude. morning one was, was pretty hard to fill too. The, yeah. the, yeah, but 11 to three, I was just like, I was mortified that I was going to get one of those slots. Right. Yeah. Ben ran in one of those slots. Lunch, right. He did yeah. Coro eleven to three. No, he did Coro in the evening. What did he do eleven no, to three? Like yeah. eleven p.m. Oh, yeah. to, 11 3 to three a.m. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah, we can like, lose yeah. that. Yeah. Like circadian yeah. rhythms are crashing at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I'm an old man. I don't stay up that late <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that shit yeah, anymore. Yeah, we can man. lose that one. That so we're gonna fine. lose that. So okay, cool. That um, sounds great. I think the last the last thing's gonna end up end at eleven now with the new schedule. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. However, eleven's still not that that. That late, so I'm working a deal. You go to still a bar afterwards. Yeah, have an after party. Bar, bar, bar. Possibly there's a bar, bar downstairs, and you might want to grab a drink because, um, kind of a weird thing, but it makes sense. So um, I have a friend who's a comedian, and his whole D and D group, they're all comedians, and so I was joking with him. I was like, dude, you should just bring them on, and just do a bunch of fucking nerd jokes, and he's like, actually, we could do that. And so we're lurking out logistics to have basically it's a group of D and D players nice. like just do a comedy set. Or so they like, could do like in the, the auditorium, in the auditorium, and, and, and we bring our drinks up. Yeah, like eleven o'clock, just go out there and just yeah. And then they can also do like an acquisitions inc thing where they run a a game. A I might do that as actually like one of the things during uh-huh. the day for yeah. them, and then just let them do like their stand up oh, okay. at night. Yeah, just to kind of loosen up. Um, I also want to do other things like basically, you know, mystery science theater like fucking uh, clips oh, of uh, yell at a screen. Do that in the eighties, room. Yeah, um, of uh, like Thundar and fucking D and D cartoons and uh, Flash you know, Gordon. The, we should do Flash. Some Flash Gordon, Gordon. or the, the Tom Hanks movie about the about the tunnel. Mazes and monsters. Mazes and monsters. Yeah, that kind of shit. Oh, I thought you were talking about big. Like, yeah. yeah, it's sort of like the story of my life, right? Only instead of being a little kid who becomes an yeah, adult, yeah, you're an adult who becomes a little kid. A little Benjamin kid. Yeah. 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 Should yeah. call it little. So yeah, so lots of little things to try and just kind of improve everything. That's so kind so just kind of some different experimental stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're we're trying different things to to make it a better experience. So while you're playing the games, you're still getting that you know the 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 gist of what crit is, which is you're in a smaller room, you're playing the games. Um, but then when you're not in those rooms, like what are you doing? Well, there's the auditorium. There's gonna be like a lounge. You know, there's, there's definitely food specials downstairs. That kind of thing. So I want to make it just an overall good experience. For and everyone. it's just coming up now, isn't it? Yeah, really. I mean, we're 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 it's almost getting, there. Yeah, I mean, it's blink, getting hot. Blinking, blinking, and we'll be there, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. it's mid July, right? I'm sweating, yep. doing everything, Ooh. so it's got to be close. I just posted the uh, the pictures of the dice as an update. Like oh, I did see that. Yeah, Those yeah. look good. So they got this cool uh, uh, green die that we're doing. So oh, shit, man, I didn't see that. Uh, stupid Facebook, get on my Facebook level. algorithm. You need to get on my level, son. Yeah, no shit. Shit. So yeah, it's a lot of cool things. So hopefully, great man. Hopefully, it'll be better this year. Something to look forward, dude. You say it all weird, like hopefully it'll be better this year. Like you're last apologizing year for last year. Last year was a great con. Yeah, I went I to a, a couple of different last cons year. last year. It was the best one I went to. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm look, been looking forward to it since last year. I'm just, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I want to run as much as I did last year. Ran two games last year. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to play this year. 
Or maybe I don't. I'm gonna run so, some ru- stuff this running year. Running stresses me the fuck out. Like 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 getting ready to run for a con game, I get stressed out and then I'm not having fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe if you yeah. don't want to stress out, just grab a supplement or something and just run that. Dude, yeah, but then sit down and I do still that. stress it's... out. I still stress out. I don't stress I feel... out. I don't care what people yeah. think of me anymore. <laughs> and the I shit ran, that I, I run is all... Yeah, I, I do almost strictly like Powered by the Apocalypse stuff now, so everything's just run off the cuff and just let I it I mean, go. I'll tell you what. If you're going to stress out about it, if you will commit to running games, I will run Tales of Equestria. And then you have nothing to stress out about. Oh, I will if if that's what oh, it will take to get you to run yeah, something. I feel I'll commit to you, running you know tales you know of Equestria. You know what, Adam? I feel like this is one of those things where you're like, where you're I like, secretly like, want you yeah, to agree yeah, to like, it so like, I can run I, tales of Equestria. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be crazy if we kissed right now? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be crazy? I mean, like if you, if it's you, a bro job. Yeah, it's choo like, choo. It's like, it's like, get on the bro train. It's like, it's like I, I feel like you kind of want it to happen. We're gonna. I mean, it's like, gonna you want to be like, oh, Brendan. Oh, I had to run tales of Equestria. Brendan made me get it. Like Princess I Twilight Spark, to. Princess Twilight had, <laughs> yeah. to, had to make her appearance. Yeah, dude, if you, if you I'm secretly know, a this brony. Is, this, yeah. is a, this is a no yeah. judgment zone, dog. If you want to get Tales of Equestria, you want to run this sh- that shit. You want to run like a big epic fucking campaign of it. You go. It's gonna be I, I support you. So you know what's funny is you guys are joking about this, but one of the games. So I heard a lot of feedback from different games and people saying they tried mm-hmm. out new games, but there was one game that one dude ran that. Um, well, actually, everything this dude ran, everyone came and told me about. Like they felt in- compelled to tell me about. And he ran um, fucking. Uh, it's it's a powered by the apocalypse. Um, where you play baby dragons. Oh yeah, I've and, seen that. And he describes it basically. He's like, it's My Little Ponies except your dragons. And like everyone, I saw, I saw that on Kickstarter. Ponies, Are they? I don't know. I, don't uh, know. I thought there were. But uh, <laughs> but everyone, all I the mean, players, that's what I've heard. each player that played this game, like felt compelled after this game was over to come and tell me how awesome this My Little Pony with Dragons game was. <laughs> so there's I'm still waiting for the Strawberry Shortcake role playing game. Oh, my God. oh yeah, that's what you're holding out for. That's what I'm holding out for. I want to be the villain guy with the fucking mustache. I, I feel bad that they really like dropped the ball in that gem movie because yeah, you know, it could have been truly outrageous. Truly, 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 truly outrageous. Well, Jim's been great having you. <laughs> been another another delightful half an hour of our lives closer to death he's madness um exactly so uh we're gonna let jim go when we come back we're gonna have uh we're gonna have ben back here and we're gonna um review some books for you guys some uh some modules and a little role-playing game that that uh, a listener sent in for us to review sounds so, awesome uh, we'll see you back here in a couple seconds I get in line, I always do Need to be patient while perfecting death's design I cannot help it, can't decline It's always better down the line I'm in the wrong, and I've done it all before And I wish I'd never been And I know it's just a dream Now I'm blind, I can't open my eyes can't stay away All right, and we are back. So, um, 
we're in a unique position here where you know we've had this podcast going for a little while now and we have we we, uh, we have less listeners than I'd like but more listeners than I ever expected to have and when uh when that happens I guess people they think you know something about role playing or something I guess I don't know anyway we've gotten some requests from some listeners to to review some of their games and we live in this kind of interesting time when um People are doing a lot of stuff with digital media. Uh, a lot of people have access to, you know, Adobe Suite and stuff, and they're they're putting together games. And uh, the the process of of putting together a game that you know twenty thirty years ago would have been really daunting in terms of like creating layouts and stuff like that is now very easy. Everybody can just have it consumer grade in their house. So we're seeing a lot of this stuff, and a lot of um, companies are facilitating. The ability to to make these things possible, so and to distribute them too, which is interesting. Yeah, it's really true. So we live we live in these like we live in miraculous times when when access to to role playing goods has never been easier. Um, and so two these two young gentlemen have approached us to take a take a gander at their products, and uh, we we at Full Metal RPG at Full Metal RPG we received no promotional consideration for this. Um, we're not paid for our reviews. We're not paid by any kind of companies, obviously. Um, and I think that based on like you know how shitty we are about just like a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, I think that you know you can you can trust us to be to be honest about what it is that, that we're saying. Oh, not me! I'll sell um, out in a heartbeat. Just just you know, just, just for even money. the slightest taste. Five dollars, anything. Yeah, yeah, I will so, sell out so hard, so fast. You so, will be amazed. I know. I know that we gave some pretty glowing reviews to Justin Sorois's stuff, and I, I don't want people to feel like this is just like the, the, um, you know, where we, we just rubber stamp everything, you know, uh, because we know people, you know. So these gentlemen are listeners, and we appreciate that they listen. That's great. Um, and so we want to help support their art too. So, so thank you, gentlemen, for supporting our art. Now we're going to do our very best to to support to support yours. But we're gonna we're gonna be honest about how we feel about about stuff, and um, that shouldn't be taken as oh these these we we don't we don't like the modules because I think that there's a lot in here that we do like, and then there's some stuff in here that we feel like we'd like to give some constructive criticism to some like some 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 fair, even-handed constructive criticism to um sounds about right so uh we're trying to help Hopefully yeah you know helpful. i'd like I'd, I'd like to i'd like to see it less as uh as being like negative and more as being helpful if i could if i could frame it in a particular way i'd say this is our feedback and it's not us trying to trash anybody or anything this is us trying to to um help out our fellow gamers who are who are entrepreneurs? Try and um, next next level so their want, shit. You don't want keeping it real to go wrong. Next level their shit. <laughs> um, well, all right, so, so we caveated the hell out of that. Let's start at let's start at the top. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's start at the top. Um, the first the first game that we're looking at today is from listener James Vale. Uh, he has presented us with a game, a full entire game, right? Mm-hmm. Called Nightmares of the Dead Dreamers. You can find Nightmares of the Dead Dreamers at Drive Through RPG, and it's pay what you want. So, um, 
I think that the average at the time I took a look at it was five sixty three. Yeah, five something. Yeah. So um so that's that's there. Uh it's about seventy three pages in length and it is a complete game. Meaning that it comes with a system and it comes with a setting. Uh and it has a lot of what I consider to be pretty damn great interior art. Um what do you guys think? Where do we, where do we want to start? So I'd like to talk about the good parts first. So yeah, let's do it. I would say, um, like you said, I I love the interior art. It's really good. Yeah, I like the name. Um, See, I the name really is one of the like... things I had a problem with. Really? Really? really, I, I like the name, the name too. I felt like it's too long. It's hard to remember. Oh. Oh. I like me. the name. Mm. I thought it was very evocative. Like yeah, I, I liked too. the fiction. I thought the fiction that that started it up really teed things up nicely, and I really loved the setting. Um, the setting was great. I wish there was a lot more of it, um, but I really liked the setting. I was really into so, the so, setting. I was so, really so into share the with fiction. Us, share with us what is the setting, what is the fiction? What was it that really got it, that got you? So it's a really dark world um essentially there are these unbelievably architects dark. this is like a pitch black who are game. your avatars in your world who die or get corrupted or something they get drawn into this other place uh and it creates a labyrinth and you awaken in one of these labyrinths and you may be mostly human or you may be an aberration who's not even really human anymore. Like this kind um, of weird chthonic right. like uh, and you have thing. to fight your way out of this labyrinth to get into the world and then it becomes uh what the back of the book calls a survival horror game. And we'll talk more about that part of it a little later, I think. Um so essentially you are a person in your own world who gets sucked into this dark world and then you have to survive in it. Um so I really dug the setting and like i said i i i would like to see a lot more depth there uh, i really think there is a, a ton more they could do with that i agree 100 percent with that um my i'm a very like systems oriented guy as we all know so as i was reading as i was reading it um which i i gotta say the fiction of the start was was hellaciously good the it really first, set the tone the first few pages are these kind of paragraph long vignettes mm-hmm. each one from the perspective of a different character so grim oh god very dark oh, so man. great I, I i'm not gonna lie they're kind of written in a horror novel kind of way but, yes. but each one has its very has a very unique voice to it and they take place in these different kind of time periods. I, I and... think the one that really got me was the was the woman who had been pregnant fifty sometimes and Oh, that was uh, that yeah, was, was repulsive. Like, Ooh, this uh, is so gross. The one that I liked best was the dude walking through the forest and he keeps seeing these shapes that look like beings but mm-hmm. but and, and night is falling. I was like that one literally gave me the chills. Oh, I, I like, like the I was guy like, who was talking oh, about just great. being drawn into the slave city and the slave city was named after the people who served the king and then just the Various people getting portioned off and watching their loved ones get butchered See, to be sold as meat, I, I, I and think then different different fighting going on, and I, all kinds of different. Depending on your skill set, you got yeah. you got sent to a different area of the city to be some some other dark fate. I you met your dark fate there. I think it's a testament to how good the fiction was that it, some of it appealed. Different parts of it appealed to each one of us. Yeah, and um, I and to be totally honest, it was all stuff. That made me want to run a role playing game. I was like, "Fuck oh, yeah. yeah, I want to role play this Absolutely. shit." 
Well, Absolutely. Fuck yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it, it, it's so dark that it's like, it's, it's pitch black like oil. It's just, you just feel like you're just pouring oil onto the beach or something and just watching it just die. It's, it's so great. Right. So, the, so then right afterwards you start with the setting. I'm not saying with the system, the right? System. Right. The system. And, and, and it starts off and it's like a, it's like, it seems like it's clearly like a narrative base. Right, you're like, you're like, right. oh, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a almost, it's a, it's like a different take on apocalypse world. It has different sort of like modifiers, yes. and you're like, okay, this is cool. I can see definitely running a grim game like this with a apocalypse style type right. system, stripped yeah. down basic and, system, and yeah, and, and and it's 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 like he's he has his own take on it where like you know he has this this idea called stress. Which I think is cool. That's I like great. the stress mechanic. Yeah, I thought that was great too. I even I like think the stress doom. and doom are good. I thought the doom mechanic the, was great the too. Stress, stress and doom, doom are great. mechanics are solid. The, what, where, what got me was that you hit a certain point in the system, and then you feel like you just hit an OSR game. It was like it went from like a narrative game to almost like a weird OSR game. You right. See, I think Adam and I. I think we all we all kind of stumbled at the same point, which is you're reading it and you and it reads you it tells you this system, and you're like, okay, well. It's a little system. It's not very long. It's a mm-hmm. quick read, and you're kind of like, okay, it's easy to figure out. And then there's another chapter that is called like mechanics or advanced s- systems that, or something yeah, specific like that. Mechanics. Specific systems, yeah. Yeah, and it's got all of these it's kind resource of resource management. Yeah, and so this is where the survival horror aspect of this comes in. Is it starts asking you to manage things once you're out of the labyrinth, like. Yeah, water. find water and find food and, and food grow and food farming and all I could think when I read that was man if I ever sit down at a table and the GM says to me Adam make your farming roll I'm gonna go hey cool all right and then he's gonna go so same time next week I'm gonna go oh, I got a thing I can't like I I'm not interested in doing accountancy it was it's very it becomes very technical very quickly and i agree 100 percent with ben that it moves from being a very narrativist game to being a very kind of like a simulationist game like like in the blink of an eye and i feel like i feel like you could have gone either direction with it but i don't think you want to go both directions but i feel like it's trying to do i agree right i I agree like honestly when i hit that point i started thinking of uh sharp swords and sinister spells I was thinking of the resource management portion of that game, where it's essentially anytime you use a resource, you just make a roll against it and you determine how much you deplete it by. And I was like, that would save me having to do all of this. I have 40 units you of see, food. You see, I. How I, many units of food I, do I consume? You see, I, I went in the exact opposite direction, where I was like, I don't. Why, why do we even need any of this stuff? Like, rather than being like, okay, we need to like go out and get a unit of water to survive today. First of all, I don't know what a unit of water is. I don't want to track them. That doesn't sound like fun to me. Um, I would rather have a story about well, the group has to dig a well, you know, and then we have and, a well, and, and then, then there's like the challenges the well. involved in that. With, exactly, and, and like maybe, maybe, maybe it's in like a see. I would rather have a story. Exactly. You're like, Fuck. I'd rather have a story about the group starts experiencing dehydration and then starts hallucinating. And whatever dark influences well, and supernatural he, powers influence you, versus I have to go dig a well. But I don't no, want to roll to dig a well. That's survival horror. This is what I was gonna say. All those things could have been easily summed up in the narrative system he already built out, which was just like, oh, as a consequence, here's something that happens. Oh wait, 
the stress made you like like it's so the stress mechanic right like, yeah, you know you be dehydrated is a minor consequence or something you know? so what did you think about the skill system where it's when you roll a 10 using a skill you gain a more specific version of that skill at one level higher than the skill that you're I, in i thought it was interesting yeah. Um, but what bothered me was the way that it interacted with the character creation system where you rolled on those tables and the it came up with these you, you randomly generated these descriptors that became random. You didn't have skills. to. You could, you could re-roll choose. or you could choose. Yeah, but I mean still the the words that were given as as examples mm-hmm. seemed like um I'm like, how are these skills? Like, there was one that was volcanic. Like, I come well, from a volcanic it was, world. It was like, most how- to be. It was most supposed to be a background, and then your skills sort of devolve, devolve, like evolve from that background. Well, it says right on there. It says these will be your rank one skills. I'm like, how's how? It, I was like, I don't know what. I really like the the aberrant skills that were in there. I love those. You got oh, to I think pick so too. through those where it was each one of them made you less human, but I each one those. of them had a downside and an upside, and I thought that was really well balanced. I thought those. I were couldn't really pick good. any one of those that I thought was a loser, and I was like, all of these are great. I love these. Yeah, I would I'd love say, to play any of these. I like the background system. I I actually thought it'd be really cool. I think as an OSR take, you want to definitely roll it, and as a narrative game, you want to give people options to choose. And I thought either way, either way going there would be kind of great, depending on which way you decide to actually take the system. Yeah. In this game, because yeah. I think you go either way. I think I think you need to choose a direction though, and I think I think whether you go narrative or go uh, OSR take with like. I almost would like to see this as a setting book for Lamentations or, or or exactly or sharp swords take. or a different system or just like, a system agnostic or, or system setting. agnostic or D and D or something. Like I think the setting in this is dynamite. And I would love to see it expanded out and spend more time on that part of it. I feel like that's where the strength really lies. And if more he's time really was spent good. there. He's really, really good at those descriptions. He's he really, really is. And that was the that thing. Stage. I read the setting chapter and I remember thinking, I want more of this. There's, I just yeah. want you to detail Me out too. each of these worlds more, the people. All those it, weird cities All the and weird stuff cities. The, just the give the me more of that. wastes. Yeah, that build me more right. of that. I have to say, I think that, the, that to me... It, what what where I hope he goes with it is I hope he just makes it a totally narrative system and actually keeps it with a system because I think that there was some actual gold in that in his take on the sort of like an apocalypse world style system. I actually think that like his take on the stress mechanic and the insanity well, I think we and can, the doom were great. And yeah. I don't think it's worth losing that. Yeah, but you well, could no, no, layer that on top of it. Exactly. You wouldn't want to layer that in an OSR game though. Sure you could. Like you could like like Carcosa takes takes um has its own mechanics that it puts into lamentations. Like you can just put it into you could you could put it into a lamentation. Yeah, but there's game. no there's no gray area in in like OSR games. It's either success or failure. Whereas in 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 the narrative game, there's like a lot of gray area, which I think is where this type of game would excel in. Like the partial success exactly. that you talk about in here, complete success, partial success, or disaster. I yeah. think th- those were the three levels, right? Yeah, it was like a it was like a, a success success with like caveat so, and then so to, failure. To be clear. If your skill plus your die roll is in excess of 10, you get a complete success. Uh, if your skill and your die roll is less than 10, but more than your stress level, you get a partial success, which causes a minor setback or a minor complication, something like that. I mean, and then if, could your, be a if your I mean, honestly, it's, it's, skill plus your die roll is less than your stress level, and everybody starts with stress of three, um, 
then you suffer a disaster, which is a significant complication, which can be something like, oh, you gain doom, which forces a doom roll, or you gain a D10 stress or something like that. And the thing is, the more stress you gain, or gain, the more likely you are to suffer a disaster because your stress level starts amping up. So it's like, oh, my stress level is now nine. So if I don't beat well, yeah. what then, I want, like, I'm going to suffer more stress and then get doom. And then they had that mechanic too where you could actually roll extra dice but with risking more stress. Well, that was that was your level of effort, right? Like, yes. uh, like, yeah. So you had you could choose to roll up to three dice, and so and I thought there was a lot of I thought there was a lot of any ones added stress, right? I, I mean, I agree. I, the first part of it, I think, to be totally honest, if you had the first part of it before it got into the specific systems and then the combat, which I also thought the combat was a, was too much. Because he, he goes from saying, fr- from, from writing this very narrativist game where he's talking about like the collective decisions of the group and, and, and summoning forth story elements because you want them to be there because you need them to be there. And then he goes in the combat section and he says, like he, there's a line where he says like, uh, combat must be measured in specific units of time of six seconds, six seconds per yeah. round. And I was like, why? Like, well, why, there was why does it there was an interesting be... thing where I was looking at the combat where it was it was potentially able to build light ramshackle armor that provided you no benefit. So I was like, okay, so my light armor provides zero dice or zero protection, and then ramshackle provides me zero protection. So I can basically put myself on light ramshackle armor that provides me no <laughs> it's, benefit. It's so weird the things we notice because when you look at systems, you notice that kind of stuff. I, I looked at the t- the table and I was like. Why can't my arm not get stabbed? It was like hand or shoulder. And I was like, where's my arm? Well, yeah, but they both impact your arm. That's the thing. It's like they say specific locations but just had, impact that limb. They had like like foot, leg, and like, oh. Right. I, know, I, I, like I, I looked at that hit location thing, and I was like, what if you're fighting something that doesn't have arms? You know? I was like, there's a thing where it says that at night the trees come to life and try to kill you. Like, yeah. like what if you're fighting that? It doesn't have like a foot. You know, yeah, uh, maybe the yeah, roots no, of the foot. Uh, like, I don't know. I just, I just assume take all that like specific mechanic stuff out and just like, yeah, me too. Keep the keep the narrative stuff, which I think is gold, and keep the so, system, which I think yeah. is, or the setting, which I think is gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that that's a that's a winner. I I'd, I'd, I'd support something like that. Kickstarter, no problem. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Uh, me too. Me too, for sure. Um, I think that the book could uh, stand with some solid editing because. Organizationally speaking, I found it to be kind of confusing. Um, mm. Typically, a role-playing book is organized in such a way where it it might have some flavor text at the front, mm-hmm. but then there's a small chapter, it's usually just a page or two, that tells you the premise of the game mm-hmm. and the organizational sort of theory behind the, the way that the book is laid out. I feel like a couple pages in the front like that would be very helpful. That's one thing I think White Wolf books, old school oh, White Wolf books, first and second edition, really very well. Yeah. They would suck you into the world. They would give you an explanation of everything they're about to tell you. And then they would just go, hey, here's a bunch of setting stuff. We're yeah. going to hook you. And then it and was then almost the irrelevant what the rules the were or what the rules, what the rules were because – you were invested at that point. Yeah. And honestly, those first those first iteration books, the rules were terrible. They weren't that good. But they had sucked you in with the setting and everything by that point that you were willing to overlook it and go, okay, how do I run with this? How do I make this work? And that's where I think I really – I would move the setting stuff up 
yeah, me more. Too. Me too. To feature it more. And the rule stuff either go with an existing game as an add-on or kind of get rid of a lot of the fussiness and a lot of the bookkeeping and simplify it. Yeah, simplify so that it. it's Boil a lot it easier to run and a lot easier to play. Because you know, if if I'm having, it, you don't want to have to keep track of units of stuff for he, a narrative type game. Here's like this. here's the thing about about a successful role playing system. Okay, is you have to look at it and you think to yourself, not only does it tell this story, but would I port it into a different game that right. doesn't exist and then use run it? it. To, uh, for something else. Did you and, read? And, did you? What did you think of the sample adventure? Oh, I thought it was rad. I thought the sample uh, adventure was great. I, know, I, was, I agree. I was, was reading so it and I was like, rad. I could run this in a bunch of different systems. I know. And it would be amazing. And yeah. it's really dark and really it's atmospheric. So creepy. But I was thinking, I don't know if I want to use this system for it or not. That's exactly what I was thinking. But it's a great, great dark adventure. I just remember the part with the with like the red woman or whatever, yeah. where she's like yeah. shambling down the hallway at you with that like vile gem in her chest. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, man, that's just a fucked up scene. It's really and good. Run it. And the part where you come out of your sarcophagi and everything, right. and you're in this maze, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And I like. Yeah, I feel like that's super strong. I feel everywhere where the fiction comes through and where the setting and the yeah. environment comes through is very strong. And I would focus on that very heavily because that's what really got me going. That you know, yeah. I mean, not to be vulgar, but that's what got me hard. Right? No, yeah, like, get, yeah, like get, that's get, what did it for me about up. that book. Yeah, for sure. When I was reading the little adventure thing, because I'm not gonna lie, I kind of skipped ahead to, to the adventure thing. And I was reading it, and I was like, "This is so fucking rad!" And then I went back to the system. It's because I was like, maybe I'll give this a run. Maybe I'll run this in Crit Hit or right. something. I started reading the system, and I was like, ah, The first I thing I started doing this. was thinking, I'm going to take this and run it as like Lamentations. If, yeah. if I run it at Crit Hit, yeah. I will pull this adventure out, and I'll run it as Lamentations. So game. easy to just, to just kind of scoop that system out, put Lamentations in there, and then make it about the thing that you want it to be See, about. I just, I just scoop all that like tracking stuff out. And just take the basic like apocalypse engine style system and run it with that. Or you could just run a apocalypse. Yeah, or apocalypse. Engine. Like just, I don't have you know, apocalypse, so I, like I don't know. Shame on me, whatever. But mm. I, the Dungeon World, same thing, whatever. Yeah, Dungeon yeah. World. I do have Dungeon World, but it's just it's yeah, it's apocalypse engine. Yeah, it is apocalypse engine. You're right, but I I really haven't read that much of it. But it's just a really great setting and a really great environment, and I was Agreed. really turned on by that. And I'd like to see more of that. I think I think if if I were going to proceed with this or if i were going to take this to the next level that is where i'd invest the majority of my efforts yeah so i mean i don't feel like this is a bad review i don't feel like we're panning it you know especially if you are wanting to run some lamentations and and you want to do something a little bit different because you know lamentations has a certain kind of uh baseline feel at this point and the modules have a certain kind right. of baseline they mesh feel. together very well they're going for the same yeah. aesthetic uh you could um you could you could definitely uh, go on drive through RPG, right. pick this thing up, scoop out the system, do whatever you want with it. And, yeah, and, the question that, is, do you feel like you need another system? That 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 uh, adventure that it comes with is gold. Yeah, it's really pure, good, pure fucking gold. So, um, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. We all like the adventure. We all like the setting. I think there's some promise in the first part of the rules and not in the other. And you guys would just scoop the rules, essentially. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily dislike the first part of the rules. Where I disliked it was yeah. when I started getting into 
track this, track this. Yeah. I agree. Number. I agree. 100%. Very detailed combat system with like that wound tracking and stuff. Right. And I, and I wasn't I sure how the weapons all worked where it's like, well, you get a weapon, but if it's a weapon and this, then it adds this. But if it's this, then it adds this. And I just kind of quickly got to the point where I was like, well, I mean, I, okay, but I don't want to be doing that. The I, majority of the PDF is like stuff that I wasn't that into. But then the stuff that I was into, I was really into. Right. So I the 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 setting and the fiction is the direction I would go with that for him. I think he's very talented in those regards. Mm-hmm. Very talented. And I, I would like to see more. I don't feel like this is a bad review. I don't feel like this is a pan. I feel like this is more kind of like when your art teacher handed your 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 picture back and they said, You're not done. You need to work it more. It needs a revision, and it needs a stronger like idea of what it is. Right, I, you know. I, I would say whatever the game is about, uh, like John Wick said, whatever the game is about should be on the character sheet. So if the game is about tracking numbers and that sorts of thing, then ditch, I guess, the setting and make it into Farmville the game. Otherwise. If you're really just about like this dark narrative world that you've set up, which I yeah. think is I what, the, what I the dark I like, narrative world. Try to get rid of that as much as you can and really focus on I want this to be about horror. You know, nobody in the movie Event Horizon was worried about did they have a canteen with enough water in it. It was all about is creepy no eye Sam Neill gonna well, come and say messed I, up shit to me. I I, I, I mean I, I will say that his premise is that survival horror and that's kind of a hot thing right now. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to do a survival horror game, I'm cool with it. If it's if if the if the concept is you're like mundane-ish kind of people, mm-hmm. um, but that's not what I got out of the mon- mundane out of the challenges. I, I, I just I, want to point out though that you can still do those survival horror without without tracking all that stuff. You know, right? There is a narrative. Well, it doesn't, it way doesn't to have do to be it. tracking. I'm just saying that it. it, it there, there's. It doesn't have to be this binary thing of either it's going to be like epic, surreal horror all the time, or survival horror. You can, it can be both. Oh, I agree. Right. Well, both. that was one thing I thought like Dark Sun did well, where it was, mm, yeah. hey, you have to get water. How are yeah. you going to find water? And so water was a constant concern in that game, but you never had to sit down and go, I have ten units of water. Yeah. The, the, and I use a unit a day. The units. And the units of water thing reminded me too much of. Um, vampire and the blood points mechanic where you get players sitting down and they go uh i go to hunt and you go oh how how what do you, what do you hunt for and they go i'm looking for like three blood points right you know can i make a roll and they and they've and they've shunted all the personal horror of stalking a human being and stealing their life essence and they've and they and they just and they just see the blood point as a battery for their powers when the essence of, I think, what he is trying to do is the desperation of survivors on a blighted world, right. you know? And so I think tracking water units and food units and stuff like that works against him. Yeah. That's just, uh, so that's just my opinion. I agree. I, I really would like to see more setting stuff. So more setting stuff. That's what turns me on. If you yeah. could get more of that out there, I will great definitely vocabulary. track it. Yeah, he's a great writer. Yeah. Um, very evocative. It's true. And so I'd love to see more of that, and I'd like to get more into his world, and I'd like to get more into his head. I think he's got some good stuff going on in there. Um, you know, rules are rules, whatever. I don't, I 
don't I, I think I've reached this point as a role player where I almost don't care about rules. Dude, seriously. I kind of want them out of the way as much as possible. Seriously, and like, uh, you see games coming out now, and they're written in this way where they're like, oh, do you want to play Pathfinder? Do you want to play D&D? Here, we'll give you all this shit, and then we give you like rules options for each one. Right. Because it's, 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 it's a buffet at this point. Anyway, I think overall we have a positive feeling about this. Sure, we're definitely. very, we're very. I, I, I'm very excited about him as a talent, and I think with a little bit of work, this could be a great product. James, if you're listening still at this point, if you haven't like thrown your phone across the room and just or cursed, started cursed us forever, making bombs to us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or that uh, voodoo dolls of us, yeah. Um, Please, please. Adam stay in, is taller than the rest of us. Please stay so in, you know. in touch with us, and uh, if um, you get this thing to a point where you feel like you want to Kickstarter it, let us know because we want to be helpful to you in that in that regard. Um, so we got another one. We got another book, right? This the second book is called Days of Blight. It's by uh, the homie Matt Rauscher, who is our Instagram buddy. Um, uh, Pickled Dragon. You guys may remember that name. He's written in a couple times. Uh, this is available on the DMs Guild, the uh, the official uh, Watsi. Right. Uh, so this is a Dungeons and PDFs. Dragons supplement. So this. Well, is... I mean, hang, hang on, hang on, and it's available for nine ninety five. Okay. You can get you can get it on that site for nine ninety five. But now now it is sold through the D and D portal, and it it does presume. That you are playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? For so what I would say is, five. this is not a. In contrast to nightmares, this is not a complete system. This Correct. is designed to be a setting and a it's narrative a story arc, a four yeah. level four level module, right? A four yeah. level module. Yeah. So, right off the bat, that is a key difference between the two. So we won't be talking much about rules with this one because you can kind of do... I don't do, know. I think there's some rules that you can talk about. I guess. You don't have to necessarily use a specific rule set with it. It's more about yeah. kind of the setting and, and the world. So why don't we run through kind of the background of, okay. this, of this module. So so this module takes place in, in a kind of... Um, a seaside area, or maybe you're by a big lake. You, it's it's a drag and drop small town that you can it's introduce a into into a, a a basically medieval uh, area that is in the way that it's written. It seems very culturally human. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt does use some. Um, I kept picturing pilgrims when I was reading yeah, it. Yeah, like, he, he kind of has that feel. It's his, got a very puritanical. Yeah. The, the the naming convent the naming convention is very is like very American colonial. Yep. Um, Isaiah Abraham. That he kind of he thing, does yeah. put kind of a uh, he does use some some D and D proper nouns like Saint Cuthbert is in there, so we can locate this in a D and D world without much difficulty. Um, but even Saint Cuthbert is kind of generically Christian. So I think the way that it's written is designed to be uh, 5th edition D&D if you want, but anything else if you want that too. Because he doesn't stress overly much about the mechanics. No, They're, he doesn't get into it. I mean, the most that I would say is it starts mentioning some some creatures by name yeah, uh, in some specific scenarios. But, 
yeah, it's not really designed to be like a, hey, you're going to run against the Giants, and here is a D&D 5 adventure, and it's very, very heavily D&D 5, and everything's right. D&D 5, and we're going to throw all these D&D 5 things at you. There's right. a little bit of scriptedness there in the Experience Awards when they start certain modules when you do certain things. Yeah, this, this was kind of interesting. Yeah, I kind of want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. stuff. So, so what he wants to do is it's 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 a little mystery. Um, the The history of this town is that there was uh, uh, like a curse kind of placed on it by some hags, and they attempted during a particular lunar cycle to sacrifice some children, which is as gory and horrifying as you kind of want it to be. He leaves that up to you. Um, and it didn't it didn't go off the first time, so here it is, like thirty years later, and they're trying again, and and they're trying again as your characters are kind of passing through, and right. so the town is is waterlogged, and the bridges have 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 gone out because of heavy rain, and you're kind of trapped there, um, and the crops have failed, and animals are falling over dead, and in the meantime there's sort of like a witch scare going on inside right. this small town. So one of the things I didn't like was it started in Meteor Res, which uh, it's after uh, the the priest has, uh, the priest of St. Cuthbert has essentially uh, lynched some elder woman in the village as a witch and then been murdered himself. Yeah. Um, I almost would dial that back and run the players through that scenario of the panic leading up to that, um, that, that and meeting this guy yeah, because I, otherwise you don't have any context for who he is and who his father is, who was the uh, pastor or the priest who was murdered on the altar the first time the thirty years came previously. Out. So I, I think you're missing oh by a the way spoilers there's gonna be spoilers yeah there's gonna be a ton of spoilers so if you're planning anyway, on playing so. in this. Um, <laughs> Don't you will, stop yes, listening. We just fucked it up. Don't wear rain for the past five minutes. But yeah, so I really feel like there is a there is a missed opportunity to go back through you see, you who see, this guy's father is and who he was and and all of that. You see, Adam, I feel like you've missed the forest for the trees, dog. Really, I feel like you've missed it. All right, because the adventure is specifically second through fifth, right? Right. And the way that the module is written is that there's very few pages actually dedicated to the adventure where you're hunting down the witches. The majority of the module actually details the village and And the surrounding environs. Right. And I think the way that this module is best used is you have the characters be from that town for level one, and then they are like, we're going to be adventurers. And they go off into the woods and they fight some wolves. And they br- and when they bring back the wolf pelts, mm-hmm. this is going beginning. on. Everything's beginning. And right. You, well, that's action, what I mean. They, is they have, have to have the an background. introduction to all of these people. Otherwise, they don't care. If you just drop me into the middle of a situation and you're telling me, hey, uh, you're in the middle of a random village and a random priest has died for random reasons, I don't care. Well, welcome I, I to Dungeons need, and Dragons. I right. Mean, that's, well, that's Dungeons that's and Dragons, That's what I'm saying man. is I want more of an establishment than that. And like you're saying, if you start out as first level where you know these people, yeah. then fine. Otherwise, I'm saying we need to dial it back a little bit. If you're going to be random travelers, you need to meet these people so you understand what's going on leading up to this so that you're in the midst of the hysteria. The way that I would run it is, is you start first level, and, you, and when you come back, 
the thing happens with the witch trial. Because I also think that the witch trial was one of the most interesting parts of the story. Right. And I thought that was fascinating. by the time you and get it's, there. And it's done by the time I, you get there. I think that he might be a little worried that you will intercede. And you'll try and and you'll try to fuck up. So this go ahead trial and intercede, thing. and then the rest of the village executes her anyway against your wishes. Well, or maybe like, not. Or you have to fight you, the whole village. What you are you going to do? You can run it then? as a sandbox. The 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 thing kind of assumes you're running it as a sandbox because as we started the, this this mm-hmm. conversation, it doesn't give you a lot of experience for killing monsters. Most of the experience that you're gaining out of this. Is solving problems is parsed out through social interactions yeah, and solving interacting problems. with right. people. Right, but the, I guess I'd say even even if you let the player stop them from killing the old woman, it's one of those things where it's like it's not going to stop the witch panic. It's not going to stop the hysteria. Right. So okay, great, you saved Agnes or whatever. Awesome. What's the actual thing that's going on? How are you actually going to stop? All of the bad things that are happening in this village, all the yeah. darkness that's surrounding it, and, and so I yeah, I really feel like there needs to be a baseline of either you're from this village or you know the people in this village or you're interacting with them in some capacity so that you're vested in the story. Um, well, I don't know I mean, that dropping them it, into the it really thing works. thing is, though, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I disagree with that. Because, I mean, look, as a, as a vampire-loving, like, storyteller, I agree about, like, you need motivations and, you need, and, like, and that kind of stuff. I totally agree. However, this is Dungeons & Dragons, and it's a module on the Dungeons & Dragons page. And there's a lot of people who will tell you that the baseline understanding of Dungeons and Dragons is like, oh, we're a bunch of like, like X good adventurers, and we come into a town and there's a problem and we solve them. And See, that's, I don't know. I thought, this, I thought it was just like that they come into town and murder everybody and take their gear. I don't know well, if this particular supplement lends itself to like heroic role playing. There's a lot of dark stuff going on in here. There is dark stuff. I mean, stuff. you can save some people, but you're not going to be able to save well, everyone. The fact you well, can or can't you... save save anybody doesn't mean it's not heroic. You're right. still trying to. Yeah. Yeah, but and I feel like if you presumes... have these, if you have these characters who come in there thinking like this is a Dungeons and Dragons game, and I'm going to be a paladin, and I'm going to be good, and I'm going to do everything right, and I'm going to save everybody, then they're going to be in for a lot of disappointment. Well, sure. And this it's... is not the supplement for them. I don't know if about that. I think it's a challenging supplement for them. It's it's Curse of Strahd, but a little bit smaller. It's a little bit smaller scale. You could actually drag and drop this into Curse of Strahd if you wanted to. You could. It would, it, I think it would work really well. Honestly, it reminds me a little bit of a Lamentations of the Flame Princess module called uh, Scenic Dunsmouth. Mm-hmm. It's also about kind of like some, some bizarre goings-on in a small town. Um, that That module uses what you might call more of like an innovative mechanic. And it's also about kind of like it's a, it's a little bit more. That's pessi- the card based one, right? Card based yeah. one. It's a little bit more. That one's a bit more pessimistic than this one is. This right. One's, this one's this one feels a bit more hopeful. But honestly, I feel like those make good companion pieces to one another. You could put both those towns in like the same little province. And you could have you could be running a cool little Ravenloft See, me, game. Right. For me, it was reminiscent get... of Shadows of the Demon Lord. There was a module I played at. Um, oh yeah. At uh, Crit Hit last year, I forget the name of the module, but uh, but kids disappear and and. Uh, Turns out that they sort of went children of the corn for like some sort of like weird like spoilers to like spoilers guys like uh, grow their orchards. They're not so children of the corn in this one. They're more like children of the getting their eyes scooped out of their head. And no, true, true. Yeah, it's yeah. I, like I, I really like the character of I think it was Mercy in here. Um, that that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and I don't want to get too far into spoilers, but I, I there was a lot of cool stuff in here. I think there's a lot you can do with it, and like I said, I th- I feel it's really system agnostic. It is, and I agree with that hundred percent. And I would say 
the setting and everything else that was invested into this, I'd like to see uh, Nightmare or Nightmares built more like this. I'd like to see more of Nightmares kind of fleshed out as a setting and all the rest of it. And it doesn't have to be a, a whole story, but I kind of like more system agnostic. Th- this was just to it. This was obviously written. Um, it's very clean. The production of it is very clean. The person Matt who, mm-hmm. who put together the maps he, are great. He's obviously and like the pages very, are really great. It's he's got like that fam- really nice kind of parchmenty background to it. He's he's obviously very familiar with like the way that you structure a role playing book. So it, it it has these particular beats. If you've read a lot of role playing books and you are expecting a map here or an explanation there, they come in a way that you can predict, which is nice. It makes it easier to read. It's a little wordy, I think. Um, I think uh, I think an editor would probably be like, we can say what you're trying to say with less words, but that's fine. It's uh, it's it's you could you could buy this thing, take some notes on it, fucking run it, just go. You know what I'm saying? And it's sandboxy enough that you could use it as a campaign setting. You could use mm-hmm. it as a jumping off point. It's uh, a lot of fun, and I think honestly, like with the nightmare stuff, you could expand the adventure that was in there into something yeah. like this, uh, and easily. And have a really great game, too. I felt like both the games were kind of along similar dark kind of paths. Yes. A little, a little divergent. Um, I, I think the people that listen to this show know our perchant for the macabre. And, right. You know, so we get people who want to send us macabre games. And that's great because I love macabre games. And that means that I had sort of a soft spot for both of these right out of the gate. Um, I liked that it was witches and not some like vampires or something we've seen before. You don't mm-hmm. see a lot of witches. And there is a... Um, a creature thing like that he that he adds to the monster manual that r- was really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a it's 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 essentially like a it's a, a MacGuffin or whatever that that kind of ties the whole story together. Mm. And um, the drawing of it isn't very good. The drawing it looks like an onion. And I thought that that wasn't <laughs> really. I th- I feel like it could be a better drawing. Yeah the yeah the you're speaking of the cauldron right? Yeah yeah but that <laughs> it doesn't it's not. Great. I like the idea behind it a lot more than the execution. The, it's kind of like, what? You plant a cauldron and then it kind of goes dude, into it. it that is cool as shit. Yeah, I really it, dug it. Yeah, but the, the explanation of it doesn't really jibe with the the picture of it. Yeah, it I describes it as kind of like this blighted, blasted out tree stump. Right. And then you look at this thing and it's kind of this, okay, it's like a flower bulb or something. Yeah, like a garlic clove. Yeah, a garlic clove. It's it's not really quite there. It's not really doing it for me. No, Um, nor I. But the actual copy on the... On the the stats... Right. ...were fucking rad. It's good. Fucking rad. And and, and, and dynamic and and, and obvious and kind of like um, designed in such a way that if your players know the pH and they know the monster manual and they're anticipating certain stuff and they're trying to get ahead of you by anticipating using player using using player knowledge then uh, this thing will throw them for a loop because they've never seen it before right. and it will modify the way other things work which I loved I fucking loved that there's some and you were right there's good maps there's a good map of the town there's a cool map of this manor thing S- solid I mean it's 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 solid work it's solid work I I'd run this thing you know, if I had kind of like a couple sessions I wanted to do that was like a little bit like a, you know, as between things, you know, or I'd use it as a jumping off point for a for a gothic horror campaign. You could do a really cool Ravenloft, not Ravenloft as in the uh, the current iteration of Ravenloft, but old school Ravenloft. 
I'm going to run it as a Tales from Equestria supplement. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be Clop, great. Clop. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be really Clop. amazing. I know Clop. that everybody gets sick of hearing me say the same thing over and over again, but I'd probably run it at Lamentations of the Flame Princess. It would take almost no work. And then it wouldn't, because it, it's written in such a way that it almost fits into that kind of like, uh, um, um, that generically kind of like 16th, 17th century England kind of feel, mm -hmm. you know? It just feels like that anyway right. with the naming convention and stuff. And then you could have guys with like flintlocks and muskets and shit and nobody would notice. It'd be, it'd be totally fine. Take St. Cuthbert out, put in Jesus. I'd almost recommend that he kind of, that he does it as a lamentation supplement yeah. too. You might as well hit as many things as you can. Well, I mean, it's on the DMs Guild or whatever, you know. Right, but um, you can... Yeah. He, he's probably catching catching a lot of fish that way, but I yeah. I, I I think it's I I personally think it's better as lamentations, but I think everything is better as lamentations. You know, it's generic enough that you could, if you wanted to make it, there be like, oh, this guy's really a tiefling and this guy's really a dwarf, and that'd be fine. You know, but it feels like a very human uh, settlement, and it has this kind of humanistic feel to the whole to the whole all the proceedings. Yeah. Everybody's wearing buckle hats. Yeah, it has that kind of feel a little Same bit. Same and Dow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. like the witch, that great movie, mm -hmm. that super great movie. That's right. Um, did I have any more thoughts on that? How about you guys? What are your closing thoughts on this? To kind of wrap it up. I liked both of them. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just kind of over setting stuff. Um, or not setting stuff. I'm I'm over rule stuff. I like setting stuff a lot. Um, I'm really over rules i feel like there's enough rules out there already uh unless you're really kind of like i have to have this rule to do this specific thing like the stress tracker the doom tracker um those add a lot but i don't know i don't i don't feel like we need to reinvent the rules wheel again um but we've kind of settled on that as as a group, as an industry, as a... As I mean, a you say that, but then it's like uh, the whole Powered by the Apocalypse like phenomenon is just a few years old at this point. And, and is it? Because I was playing Powered by the Apocalypse games. I was playing Apocalypse World like a while ago. It feels yeah. like a long time ago. Not It wasn't 30 years. It wasn't 30 years ago, you know? but it was like 10 years ago. It just, I don't know. I mean, it's... I mean, do you just they're still incoming? I mean, like, how... like. Apocalypse World's not that old. Faith's not that old. Yeah. I, I think there's still innovation. There's still innovation yeah. to be made. Yeah, potentially. I, maybe I'm just old and set in my ways and, yeah, yeah. and destined for death soon. Fuddy-duddy. Yeah, jeez. Uh, all these fuddy-duddies. No, um... See, I picture my year like fuddy-duddy, whereas I'm like this rotting, like, lich corpse <laughs> sitting upon my, my basalt throne, you know, lighting a psychic beacon to my unholy followers. Yeah. All of one? All of none of them. <laughs> and fuck you. Ben, what were your what were your final thoughts? What are your closing thoughts on this on this module? Uh on the module or both games in general? On the module. Um Yeah, I think it was a fairly sharp module. I think um Oh, I did have one thing I wanted to discuss. What's that? And that was the the level the leveling by doing all this social stuff. Um it just felt like it was a it's a very short module in terms of time frame for the amount of levels that you go up when you consider that there's like these big epic you know one book 
D and D things you can buy that take you to twentieth. Well, the whole thing is supposed to take place only for a couple days anyway. Yeah. Like, what's your goal? Yeah. with your players. I mean, what's your goal in the, running the game? I'm, the game itself only lasts a couple days, right? Because you're in the middle of when uh, kids are disappearing. Yeah, I just I don't know. At this point, like levels to me are abstract. It's just, I, hey, I want to be level seven by the time we finish this. Great, you can fight level seven monsters. You're going to be fighting the exact same things you were at level three. It's going to be the exact same challenge. Well, I mean, good the, for you. The thing is, is I think he wants to get you to the point where you can use match the CR of the the witches that you're going to fight, and that makes sense to me. You right. Know, um, like, fine. I, I yeah. don't have a problem with that, but that stuff is so fluid. It's just kind of like agree, you can I agree. make the witches CR three, oh. and then just go up one level. Well, it's, over, overall, I agree with you that it's just kind of like um, it's arbitrary, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like who cares. But on the other hand. As a DM, you have to think to yourself, well, "What am I doing after this? Yeah. Like, and what's what's the next adventure going to be?" And like, see, I never so, make that point. I never just finish <laughs> an adventure. It's like, All right, we quit well, halfway into it. That is a consideration to have if you're going to go ahead and run this module. And you were saying, Ben, you have any other thoughts? Oh, I think I'm good. I think we're good. All right. Hey, um, what, what's our closing thoughts on these on 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 the pair? I liked I liked them. Um, I'm not so much on new rules. I think the settings were great. I really liked the setting from the first one a lot, um, and I want to see a lot more of that. Yeah, it was very special. It was it was a special setting, and and I hope I hope he does more work with it. Right. Yeah. So I, please I, don't take this as discouragement. I I was I was I I think that like while both were good, I was struck more by the first one, and um, I really hope that that he puts some more work into that, and uh, I think that he's got some gold there. I think I think that. Um, There'd be gold in them near hills. There, there was uh, the first one, uh, Nightmares of the Dead Dreamers, was so arresting in terms of its fiction, and it left a real impression on all three of us. And so I think from an artistic standpoint that that one was probably more impressive. However, um, Days of Blight was more clean and more, more polished, polished more, more out of the box ready to go and just ready to go ready to go so i mean here's the thing in terms of like spending your 995 like if you have a game coming up this weekend and you want to run a game you, you can spend your 995 on that and be like okay this thing is this thing is done if you are um looking for something a bit more experimental and you kind of want to put in more work but you're like a high concept guy, and you're trying to blow your friends' minds with something they've never seen before. Then it's uh, nightmares of the dead dreamers. Well, technically, nightmares is pay what you want, so you could get both for nine ninety five. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm a throw, terrible throw James a bone, guys. Yeah, Come no, on. help him out. You put dude, homie, put in some good work on this. And it's, seriously, it's yeah, it's it's wor- a good read. Yeah, like like uh, it's if, worth more than if you're reading it just five. If, if you're just buying it just to read it. Just to read as like prose, then two ninety nine at least. I mean, seriously, if it's pay what you want, worst case scenario, go in, pay zero, read it, and then pay what you want after you've read it and decided I got X much value out of it, which is what I plan on doing. I got it. I figured it's a review copy. I'll do zero. I'm gonna go back in and throw some money his way. That was actually this. my thoughts exactly. Too. Just because wow. I nice. liked it. Nice. I, yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna review it, so I'm not gonna pay anything for it right now. And then after I read it, I was like, this is worth something. There's, right. There's definitely, there's definitely value here. And I'm not gonna tell you what that number is, but assign whatever value that you think it's worth, 
and pay that. Six sixty six, no less, no less, or no more. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming out. We really appreciate it. Thanks to um to Matt Rauscher and James Vale for sending us those games for us to review. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you keep listening. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, we want to thank all of our listeners for listening always. And uh, you know, if you want if you want to interact with us, hit us up on the old Instagram. Uh, Full Metal RPG is the best place to get a hold of me. I tend to be pretty responsive, and I feel you know a decent number of questions about role playing games and stuff on that on that platform. Uh, you can follow uh, Adam at Adam Adam on Instagram. This guy over here doesn't do fucking Instagram. So uh, I'm on you, Facebook. You can me on Facebook. You find him on Facebook. You can also find us on Facebook, Full Metal RPG on Facebook. Uh, hit us up if you need to email us, uh, Full Metal RPG Official at gmail.com. There is always our webpage that we are we are definitely posting more stuff on our webpage. Definitely. And that's fullmetalrpg.com. We'll be doing some battle reports. I'll get some battle reports. Definitely, definitely check out the webpage. Um what else? You know, um, in order to expand the base of the podcast, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it one more time just in case. You, this, if this is your first episode, maybe, and you've made it this far, maybe you haven't heard this. Um, we really dig those five-star reviews on iTunes. Those things get out the word. So tell your friends, and then also tell your digital friends you didn't know that you had about how great this podcast is by giving us a five-star review on iTunes, and if you do, I will come on this show and I will read it aloud, verbatim. Um, if you feel like you know those guys are fucking idiots, I can't take, I can't give them a five star review. Write me, hit me up on on Full RPG on Instagram, uh, Full RPG official at gmail.com. Let me know what the problem is with the show. I would like the show to be as good as you want it to be. So. Um, Thank you for listening. We'll be back again with the Shadow Sworn Radio Hour at the end of this month. And we'll be back with a brand new Full Metal RPG again next month. Adam, thank you for joining me. Thanks to Jim Miller for coming in. Thanks, Jim. Ben, thanks for coming in. Right on. And we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. Lead us.
Just come and crucify 